0: What's more frustrating is that because of this, we're normalizing hustle culture when in fact, you know, people shouldn't be dead tired, overworked or just completely exhausted just to provide for themselves and, you know, or for their family to get by with you know, basic necessities to live. You know, the entire system is just sad and unfair in that sense. Because for me, I'm all for getting that bread, guys, you know, bring home the bacon, yeah, work for it, you know, go get that tenapai, sis, but like, I, at the same time, I'm also not, like, I'm also for not dying in the process, you know, I'm also for not compensating your own well-being in the process, yeah. hi everyone thank you so much for having the time to listen in and welcome to the kamustahan podcast with pax the dina Hi guys, I know it's been so long. I mean, it's really been a while since the last episode, but ah, life has been so busy with me that I've barely had enough time in me to just create something continuously. So I apologize for that. But complete disclaimer that uh, when I released the initial episodes of the podcast, I was not employed for work, but after, I'm not saying that this is because of the podcast, but hmm, it kind of just spiraled into me having a busy weekday work schedule. So suddenly I had all of these weekday itineraries that I had to focus on. And honestly, uh, I'm so happy and grateful, even if the initial adjustments and imposter syndrome Surprise surprise <laughs> kicked in the first couple of weeks. Since you know, you're still you're still getting the hang of it, but now it's more of me fully getting things and understanding how things are done in this industry. For those who are interested to know, I'm currently in the advertising industry working with an amazing team, ideating content from conception to execution for a lot of local and international brands. So I don't want to delve too much into it, but I work a lot closely with all of their new and existing campaign projects. And yeah, I kind of just slowly fell in love with the whole storytelling process. It feels all natural and I get to do what I actually enjoy, which is more than what I could have initially imagined or asked for when I first started seeking employment after graduation. Now, what I'm doing is it's more of me writing concepts and creating big ideas for them. But as far as I'm concerned, I eventually want to get into the visual side of it since I moonlight a lot as a graphic designer slash art director. I mean, that's a big, bold claim right there. But, you know, these are just what I do in my spare times. So, yeah. Um, But honestly, as a creative, though, I know you would understand if you're one as well. Because, you know, at least personally speaking, I feel like I'm just like a halo-halo of artistic juices that I touch on arts, other platforms as well. May it be performance, literary, visual, or music, etc. It's, it's a way of being. It's just, it, it makes sense for me to just be, you know, part of each individual artistic process. Yeah. Now, for this specific episode of the podcast, I think it's very timely to discuss self-worth and value, since I am part of those fresh batches of young people who are just starting their career. This is, I don't know, I mean, it's not just specifically for fresh batches, but at least for people who are still starting and figuring things out. Whether they did or did not pursue college or university, this also applies to them, or whether you're someone who is trying to make a very difficult career switch, you know, uh, this is just for them to be reminded to not compromise their sanity and well-being and overall worth with what you can offer to a company or clients if you're freelancing. I just feel like a lot of people in the same boat as I am may be for their personal decisions or not, you know, aren't being treated or compensated for the amount of value they hold or work they can do or are doing in their own respective companies or workplaces. I know that the purpose for or at least of entry level jobs is for us to ultimately grow and get experience that is entirely different from what internships can provide. I mean, for example, I remember doing my own internships because I also Uh, interned within the advertising industry I can honestly compare the difference in the amount of work I did back then to what I'm doing now like for example back then I also worked under a team that handled brands but the responsibilities assigned to me were more supportive than huge and that is completely understandable as you don't you don't really want to you know shock yourself in the process of something new especially you're still a student so The entire point is for you to learn and observe and just get, you know, as much information you can from that environment as much as possible. But my point is the experience is different when you're actually in, you know, working. But then again, I just hope that people remind themselves to not be taken advantage of or at least know when it's happening that it's still okay to stand up for yourself and ask for what is right fair may it be in terms of your workloads or the amount of compensation you're given or just even if it's just generally how you're being treated It's kind of heartbreaking that the norm in this country or at least in our society, and I think I can safely say this, you know, across the board, whether you're in healthcare or in media or you're working under something corporate, that for young guns or, you know, fresh graduates who just are newly minted from university or college, I can't help but, you know, I don't really understand how employers can have the audacity to abuse um Our ignorance as something they can capitalize on just because we more oftentimes than not can't say no because we need this job or we need this experience or you know this is how it's been run for years and years we just have to suck it up until you know a year until we move on to our next job I hope I'm not the only one finding issue in this I mean it's natural that you have to prove yourself and show what you've got to offer after getting that job offer but For them to ask more than what is initially agreed on without proper compensation or, you know, even if it's not directly stated on the contract. Well, that doesn't sit well with me. Can't, you know, people understand that I've got my own personal dreams and goals to reach, you know, or I've got my own family to provide for. This is why I get so riled up whenever I talk about career oriented equal opportunity for all. So what I can say as advice, and I know that this point may come from a privileged mindset. As so many people have don't really have a choice or like a say in this because they need to sustain themselves. But I hope that we remind ourselves that our work-life career should normalize. And when I say normalize, I put so much emphasis on it. So bold, italicized, and I, you know, underline it. Normalize healthy working environments. If it isn't, and if you can, please find something else. Please find something better. I know that there are so many companies now that are very progressive in terms of um, dealing with their employees and giving them super healthy working arrangements and compensating them because they're worth or because they deserve it. So I hope you guys look into that and uh, think if you're really in the right you know, place or track in your career. To add to that, I don't think that um, ultimately our wages in the country aren't even sustainable anymore. This is this is a little trivia, but did you guys know that the entire premise of minimum wage, when it was first created or um, enacted or put into um, put into practice way back then, was for people on the lower end of the income spectrum to still be able to live by with necessities in life. So um, basically when you were earning minimum wage, you should have been able, you should be able to pay rent on time period, buy groceries period, and pay your bills at the very least period. But honestly, now I, I can't confidently say that I can actually survive for more than a month living on minimum wage rent alone takes a huge chunk of it and I don't think it you know unless you're living in a box a literal box rent is so expensive so what's more frustrating is that because of this we're normalizing hustle culture when in fact you know people shouldn't be dead tired overworked or just completely exhausted just to provide for themselves and you know or for their family to get by with you know basic necessities to live you know the entire system is just sad and unfair in that sense because for me i'm all for getting that bread guys you know bring home the bacon yeah work for it you know go get the tenapai, sis but like i at the same time i'm also not like i'm also for not dying in the process you know i'm also for not compensating your own well-being in the process yeah in, in correlation to this, this is also the reason why people do a lot of odd jobs and sacrifice their overall health and well-being for that extra cash. And this is just another point, and I don't really know how to contextualize all my feelings knowing that we allow ourselves to further be ex- exploited for our skills by first world countries who are only outsourcing us because the amount they'll be paying for is Considerably cheaper than what they'll pay for if they hired someone from within their country. And even even then, guys, people latch on to this because what they'll pay for is, you know, what they'll pay us, I mean, is still higher than what we can earn in this country. So just think about that for a hot minute. Like, are we so used to the abuse and trauma that we just settle? And magpapapinilang batayo habang buhay, just because we don't have a choice or just because that's how it's been done for years and years? Of course not. That's not something that, you know, we don't deserve this kind of treatment. And that's why I hope people become more aware and be more firm about, stand. you know, when it comes to standing up for themselves. Because let's face it, if, hmm, I hope I don't offend anyone when I say this because this is very general and stereotype but this is also the real talk right here if you don't initially come from an already wealthy family it's so hard for us regular citizens to climb up and have a better chance at life to provide for ourselves and our families if if you don't come from a family of already doctors or lawyers the chances or you know slash opportunities aren't equal Given also the underlying issue of connections, 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 you'll only get as far as your connections, which is really whack because we deserve more, and this is this isn't how it's supposed to be done, and you know in an ideal world or society, so I wonder. My question is: I wonder how long it'll take for us to reach a state where everyone can enjoy and live life without dreading well they get well you know where they they'll get the money to pay for this month's bills or pay rent or buy food statistically speaking socialist countries who actually provide for their citizens have the happiest recorded people in the world i mean with universal healthcare a government that enforces pro people and pro poor policies that always cares and works for the people first It shouldn't be that far off a dream for us as well. Why can't we have the same experience as well? What what is stopping us, you know? I mean, can't we get with the times? I mean, didn't we get the memo? I mean, catch up naman tayo. I mean, I I for one do not want to be left behind. And I say this in behalf of all the people who are being left behind as we speak. Because they're not given the same set of opportunities and chances, you know, as other people are. So yeah, that's why That's why I hope we also don't diss on people who choose to go and work overseas or abroad. Sometimes you can only there is so much and the bills are piling up and you have debts to pay and your siblings are going to be in college and inflation is waving at you and all these factors contribute to it. I've known so many stories going how they wouldn't have chosen to leave or go away if only things weren't as difficult or hard in this country. I mean, for many of us, if, you, if family is family. And in this time especially, it's so risky to leave them behind, especially in this pandemic. I, 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 for one, you know, I don't really, if I could, if I could have a good life here, I wouldn't, you know, decide to leave. Other than for the the point of self exploration and adventure on my own, but yeah, that's that's the reality of it all, and it's super sad and disheartening to you know see and understand. I just want to give everyone a big, big thanks for making it to this end of the podcast. I know it's been a long time coming, but I'm going to try my best to be more consistent with the way I make new content. Still, no pressure though. I hope you guys are doing great with whatever you're up to. Again, thank you so much for all the support and you are all the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I'll see you guys next time on the Kamustahan Podcast with Pax Ladina. Ciao